Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy with basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com today. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Three Michigan State students were killed and five others injured in a shooting that campus police chief Chris Rosman said was carried out by a 43-year-old man unaffiliated with the school. We have absolutely uh, no idea what the motive was at this point. We can confirm that the 43-year-old suspect had no affiliation to the university. The chief said a tip after a photo of the suspect was posted led police to the shooter who died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, she had that shooting yesterday. We had the stories last week of uh, a big one in L.A. that they stopped. A guy, a guy had a high-rise apartment full of high-powered weapons and ammunition and could have pulled off a Las Vegas-style mayhem from up there. And then there was one in Vegas last week where they found a guy dead in a casino bathroom with an AR-15 next to him. You have to assume he went into that casino. He didn't He didn't go to the casino to kill himself in the casino bathroom. Luckily, for whatever reason, he decided to kill himself instead of walk through that casino and murder a bunch of people. And uh, when, when I heard this story last night, I had just finished an article in the Washington Post, and I was just thinking to myself, man, we have such a mental health problem going on right now at so many different levels, whether it's the stuff Joe was talking about earlier with the depression and, and, and suicidal thoughts among our teens, particularly teen girls, all the, all the, the, the shootings, the people, the deaths of despair as people turn to freaking fentanyl 
You know, I don't care if it kills me. It's better than as miserable as I am, I guess. Yeah. All these different things fitting together. And I thought it was interesting in this article. Um, why Generation Z doesn't want to drive. And the main reason they point out in the Washington Post, while they throw in some, you know, young people are worried about climate change and this and that, it's mostly anxiety and fear that younger people don't want to drive. Wow. So if you're a little bit older, you didn't have anxiety and fear around driving. You enthusiastically ran out and got your driver's license and started driving. And somehow... Whether it's uh, social media or passing along our paranoia to our kids is, or something, now the, the young people are too scared to drive. It's absolutely amazing. They use an example here, and, and the, the plural of anecdote is not data, but they use an example here of a 24-year-old woman who lives in Philadelphia, still doesn't have a license. My parents a lot of, put a lot of pressure on me to get one, but I haven't needed one to this point, and if there's an emergency, I'll call, call Uber or 911. I just don't like the pressure of being out there and driving on my own. Okay, that's that's something nobody said when I was younger. Nobody. Well, they the trend might have been nervous about the realities of driving, but they craved the freedom much more. So generation, yeah, exactly. Generation Z is loosely defined as people born between 96 and 2012. Um, Although getting their if driver's I might license. jump in again, my, my daughter, who was born in 99, is she always points out, yeah, you got Generation Z, then you got us, Zillennials, because we did not spend every second of our lives with a smartphone in our face, and we are really different from the people who did. The This crowd is getting their driver's licenses at much lower rates than their predecessors. Unlike previous generations, they don't see cars as a ticket to freedom or a crucial life milestone. They just decide not to get it. Well, the why is the big question. Here's some of the numbers, by the way. In 1997, and I remember hearing from some of my friends who were having kids at normal ages, even in the 90s, that kids weren't as enthusiastic about getting driver's licenses. But even in 1997, 43% of 16-year-olds had their driver's license. So you could get it at 16, and you know, close to half did get it at 16. By 2020, that number was down to 25%. Wow. And... I, I, when I, so that was you know looking at the late nineties in the eighties when I you know when people my friends when I were turning sixteen it was everybody I don't know if I knew anybody who didn't get their driver's license in my entire high school mm. it might have been ninety percent it's now twenty five percent the trend is most pronounced for teens but even older members of Generation Z are lagging behind their millennial counterparts um. And fewer people getting many reasons why people turn their back on cars, finances, environmental concerns, all that different sort of stuff. But many members of Generation Z say they haven't got their driver's license because they're afraid of getting into accidents or just driving itself. I've had many friends who got into wrecks. They quote this one person as saying, well, there are a lot fewer wrecks and certainly a lot fewer deadly wrecks than there were years ago. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. So that would get into the whole, we're exaggerating the uh, scariness of things and it's freaking mm-hmm. people out or the omnipresence of bad news or doom scrolling or whatever it is. Well, there's that and then add to it the uh, the helicopter parent phenomenon, the snowplow parent phenomenon, the lack of free range children. What's lost, according to all the great writers who've written on this sort of thing, is the ability to appraise and handle risk to 
figure out uh, to to measure risk versus reward and go forward. If you have free range kids or, you know, kids of an, another era, we explored a lot. We made mistakes a lot. We got lost and found our way back a lot. There wasn't a constant obsession with abduction or whatever else. And so you learned your way around town on the bike and you found yourself in the wrong neighborhood and you pedaled like hell to get out of there. You just learned how to handle risk. Yeah, I buy this explanation completely. So there's something that goes on clearly in the human psyche that if you don't get to build up that muscle, um, it does you a hell of a lot of damage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to half jokingly uh, refer to what we were doing to our society as raising a nation of veal calves. Which, you know, is a pretty good phrase, if I do say so myself. It seems a tad lighthearted now that we're seeing the, the spoils of it. Because it's crazy. Yeah. There's a big new CDC report out that Jack referenced about girls' anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts and the rest of it. And it's just, we, we, I'm looking at us, have done something to our children. We and, and, and smartphones and social media. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I always want to point that out because uh, oftentimes it's criticizing the younger people for their attitudes. They didn't raise themselves. They didn't get these attitudes themselves. Uh, we built playgrounds that had foam you had to walk through and and a merry-go-round this park we go to all the time the merry-go-round has got such a limiter on it for speed my kids always wanted me to push them faster but it would only it would only go slow no matter how hard you push because it had these big rubber grommets on there to make sure you couldn't spin it very fast i mean i i understand that we thought Merry-go-rounds but dangerous. How many of our friends died or ended up in the ER because of the merry-go-rounds? Well, nobody in my experience. It was fun as hell to spin that thing around until people started flying off. Well, and speaking for myself, both as a parent and as a former kid, I did end up in the ER multiple times, and I was fine. And I could, you know, if we had unlimited time and you folks had unlimited patience, I could probably stream of consciousness go through 50 experiences as a kid that helped calibrate my perception of risk. To what extent am I a thrill seeker? To what extent am I going to be cautious? What am I good at? What am I not good at? What did I do wrong and get hurt, but I didn't get hurt bad and I kind of enjoyed it? Which, which hurts were too much? Uh, what did I observe other people doing as we took on risk after risk after risk? And then you hit adulthood and you have a sense of what I'm willing to do, what I'm not willing to do. And you're afraid of far, far less because you've dealt with it plenty of times. Well, one of the reasons I like this article about the people getting driver's licenses is it's such concrete data to point to what we have been talking about. The, the, uh, the conversations of in the past have just been kind of, you know, based on observations about younger people being more scared. But this is, you know, pretty black and white numbers. You went from practically everybody getting their driver's license to one out of four when they're 16. They quote this girl saying, when I was trying to learn to drive with my parents, a lot of times I would end up crying because I was so stressed out. So she lives in Seattle, takes public transportation, and she and her friends have just decided not to drive because of the stress of it. Wasn't stressful for them, for us, is highly stressful for them because we've convinced young people that the world is just too damn scary by having foam playgrounds and no monk more monkey bars over cement. That's what we need. More monkey bars built on cement. But all of it, the helmets, the little plastic plugs in the outlets, just everything that didn't exist when I was a kid is, a, yeah. is just a reminder to young people the world is very, very dangerous. There is, there is danger looming around every corner. Just you need to be very careful. 
Well, and the flip side of that same idea, I think, is an obsession with safety, an ever-present emphasis on safety. And you saw it during the pandemic play itself out in horrific and tragic ways, partly because of the politics of the teachers' unions using the schools as an extortion against uh, governments and parents. Um, but we sent the message loud and clear to the children. You know, you and I, Jack, and all the folks listening, we're like, oh, that's that maneuver. I see what they're doing over there. Those people are overreacting. Those people don't understand the difference between being a young person and an old person getting COVID. We had all sorts of nuanced views of what's going on. Kids heard nothing but, oh, my God, this is dangerous. Over and over and over again, to the point that they weren't allowed to play with their fellows in the park. They couldn't join with their friends in the open air parks because people were so obsessed with safety against something that wasn't going to hurt them anyway. And we wonder why they're crazy. Right. Yeah. So then you get to the the, the depression and the suicidal ideation and all that different sort of stuff. I know uh, a, a person in their 20s, they talk about how they and their friends, they take turns on who has to call to order the pizza because they're all terrified of the idea of calling the place and ordering the food. I mean, another thing that if there had been one person in the room when I was in my 20s who said, I'm scared to call the pizza place, you'd have thought, you're a lunatic. <laughs> Now it's all, it's all, they all agree. It's too scary to call and order the pizza. So they have to take turns on who's forced to do it. And then, and, and then you don't drive because it's too scary. This is not good. This is not good. Yeah. And even if, you know, one person in 10 was very nervous about, you know, I don't know, doing business on the phone. Now it's 10 out of 10. I mean, that's, that's disturbing. Yeah. You think it'll get turned around? Well, I was just going to say what to do about it. Uh, you know, my philosophy that I've expressed many times is free-range parenting. Give your kids as much freedom as you can handle, and maybe then just a little bit more. And here come the emails. I've read them before. I will read them this time. Listen, I live in this town, and it's dangerous. Or there was just a this in our town. Or, you know, you talk big, but it's different these days, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, that's what this weekend, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give my kids uh, each a $100 bill. I'm going to put them on a bus to Lubbock, Texas, Greyhound at the station, and then just fend for yourself. Little, uh little learn about life, huh? And Lubbock. Beautiful Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> my sister was born in Lubbock. There you go. What's not to like? My, my dad was stationed more... there in the Air Force. Did I have one more point I was going to make? I don't remember if I was going to make another point. Ah, it doesn't make any difference. Are we Got we, anything we... on El Paso or... Uh... We have discussed how they've done San studies. Saba? <laughs> they have done studies in Europe that found that the whole super careful plastic playgrounds is a net negative, and they've stopped doing it. So hopefully we will in the United States, too. Again, bring back monkey bars over cement. That's what we need. Um, you can comment on this anytime you want. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an Easy Breathe basement ventilation system works. Removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with Easy Breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com or call 866-822-7328. Baseball fans. 
BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Uh, chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be funny until the the aliens start doing their. Uh, oh no! Probes. Don't go with the AP, please. I just said probes. So watching, well, how else are going to probe you? It's obvious. Anyway, um, yesterday, watching all my newses in the evening, it was driving me nuts. Every newscast, well, they, they finally have said it is not extraterrestrials or aliens. Oh, aliens. Like, oh, boy, aren't we funny? We're talking about extraterrestrials. All right. The Chinese communists are surveilling our homeland, trying to steal our military secrets. Nobody thinks it's freaking little green men. Quit pretending like they do. Are there any adults in the room? Perhaps Jen Griffin of Fox News. <laughs> and I want to reassure Americans that these objects do not present a military threat to anyone on the ground. After landing at NATO headquarters in Brussels, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin addressed public fears for the first time since U.S. warplanes shot down three objects over North America since last Friday. They do, however, present a risk to civil aviation and potentially an intelligence collection threat. Austin said the Pentagon has not recovered any debris from the three recent incidents and still can't say what they were, adding they could be research aircraft flown by commercial entities. There's no evidence these objects came from China. God, we so clearly have gone from we didn't shoot down what we were already announcing was a Chinese spy vessel. We let it go clear across the country to now we shoot things down where you don't have the slightest idea what it was or where it came yes. from, but we yeah. shot it down anyway. I mean, okay, again, it's just an admission that that first move was a mistake, and I shouldn't complain. Uh, you know, recognizing your mistake and adjusting is, is a, the good outcome. Well, as I pointed out earlier, more or less what you just said, on the one extreme, we have a known Chinese surveillance craft that we dither and, and wobble and ask the lawyers what we should do until it traverses the entire homeland. Then finally, when it's over the ocean and the liability laws say we're no longer on the hook, we shoot it down. Everybody gets pissed off about that because it's so blatantly stupid in terms of national security that now they blast anything out of the sky, even though they don't have the slightest idea what it is. Is there no... 
The Theroscope is another one. Is there no policy in between those two? I was just reading. I can't remember where it was, and I thought I had the article in front of me. Where do these things go? It's like the sock in the dryer. Anyway, um, <laughs> that th- there are hundreds and hundreds of balloons, just balloons, uh, private industry, scientific projects, militaries, yes, but... There are more of those objects floating around in the sky than you can believe. And if we start spending $400,000 per shootdown, which is the cost of the missiles, never mind the jet fuel and the rest of it, every time we run across some university's weather balloon, come on, can we settle down? We're not a serious country. Well, hundreds of thousands of dollars for the missile, but then the recovery and the analyzation, it's got to get into the millions. Right, right. So, so far, we got nothing on those three we shot down Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they haven't even been able to get to them yet. And it might be weeks, they say, because, I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere, 40 degrees below zero, you know, snow desert with no roads. So it could be a while before we know. Well, and they said, uh, Lloyd Austin said, well, you got uh, fighter pilots flying by at several hundred miles per hour, a more or less stationary object. It's tough to get a good look at it. Gee, if only cameras existed, they could take a hell of a lot of frames really, really quickly as you went by something. Then you look at the still frame later. If only that technology existed. I'm slapping my forehead. I don't know. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an Easy Breathe basement ventilation system works. Removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with Easy Breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com or call 866-822-7328. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. theme to today's program unintentionally it's a connectedness lack of connectedness mental health that sort of thing we could do an entire show on uh, the new report on teen mental health one of my heroes uh, jonathan height the great uh, psychologist and studier of happiness and and, and unhappiness uh, is out with a new 
report he's working on a new book uh, specifically about teen girls and the terrible mental health challenges they're facing and how it all exploded in 2012 with the uh, advent of, you know, everybody having a smartphone. But anyway, uh, on this Valentine's Day, and yes, we're saying that intentionally um please don't write emails uh there are all sorts of interesting stories about romance and connection and how that's changing constantly and the number of romantic scams that are out there and the rest of it that sucks it does suck it sucks i hate uh, you know yeah i'm for any any scam that appeals to people's generosity and kindness like fake charities for instance, mm-hmm. I want draconian penalties for that. Now, if there's a scam that appeals to my greed, hey, dude, I can make you, you know, 50 cents on the dollar, you know, and you scam me. All right, that's bad. That's a crime. That's fraud. But if you appeal to my sense of generosity and kindness and steal, yeah. I want you strung up. Yeah, that is, you're right. That is a different thing. No doubt about it. And, and preying on people's need to give and receive love. Again, public hangings. Yeah, you get the sense that somebody's extra lonely and you take advantage of that. That is different than just greed. Yeah, if you're uncomfortable with hangings, how about a dungeon? We'll just have people <laughs> in dungeons. I'm a merciful man. <laughs> oh, geez. But I just hate that. Anyway, uh, Bill Maher, uh, an always insightful and provocative commentator, has been talking about um, the nature of romance and technology and the rest of it. We've got a couple of clips for you. Michael, fire up two, and we'll just go from there. This year for Valentine's Day, let's celebrate the fact that in-person meetups are finally making a comeback. Yep. <laughs> Yep, that's what I've been reading, that after years of being conditioned to search out prospective mates by swiping our phones, singles are putting on pants and heading out to places like grocery stores. At the upscale grocery chain here in L.A. called Air One, also known as Shop and Shag, (laughs) it's reported that they purposefully make the aisles narrow so that as you squeeze by, you feel people's energy. In-person energy, so retro. (laughs) Apparently, even Home Depot has become quite the pickup place. The Home Depot dating trend on TikTok has 3.6 billion views of women who I guess regarded as the perfect venue to find eligible men willing to work with their hands. (laughs) As one woman wrote, I'm headed to Home Depot to look confused in the lumber aisle. A damsel in distress. Here's a little life tip for the men. If you want to get with a woman, try this trick. Talk to her. In person. I love that. Looking confused in the lumber aisle. Oh, we are so weak. As you practice your womanly wiles against us, I'd fall for that. I'd leap at that like a hungry bass at a lure. Yeah, as a woman pointed out to me the other day, I'd never thought of that before because I brought up the whole can't find anybody to help you at Home Depot. She said, I never have any trouble. I go to Home Depot, there's like eight guys there to help me. Oh, okay. 
I see. Yeah, now I see how it is. You know, so that whole uh, <laughs> swiping on the phone thing reminded me. I, it was funny. I just I, I, I had to wait for a long time yesterday. I, the story's not worth telling. but So I did a tremendous amount of reading, and I finally just got so fed up because I kept reading stuff like uh, this New York Times Lifestyle article where they're talking about how now in singles ads online, it's become very popular to make reference to your therapists and the mental health help you're getting and what you're working through and stuff like that, where it no. used to say, you know, I like, uh, you know, walks on the beach and fitness or French food or whatever. Now you make sure you reference that you're getting mental health help because that's just number one. It's so hip and it shows that you're doing the work to really understand yourself. So that's, you've got to throw that in. I like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, but that's just what I like. That's charming. Uh, Let's roll on, Michael. Here's what's happened in the last 10 years. The phone ruined dating and porn ruined sex. And women have been left with men who don't know how to actually talk to a woman anymore. Not surprising that women are finally revolting against the superficial scroll and swipe form of dating that of course works for men who are oversexed and disgusting and biologically designed to seek the maximum orgasms for the minimal amount of work. Dating apps took the worst inherent traits of men and exacerbated them by a multiple of infinity. (laughs) Let's see, I'm horny, I'm lazy, I'm a coward, and I suck at honest communication. Is there a way I could have an electronic harem right in my hand? (laughs) Where the only answers are ever yes or next, but just because something is on your phone doesn't mean it's better. And that's the lesson women should have taken away from all this. Dating from the phone took away any incentive for men to cough up the two things women want from them, courage and communication. Wow. I have thought that for a long time. The uh, well, first, especially the porn thing. I just I'm surprised there, there aren't more women's movements against that. It's uh, it's part of what I was talking about, like uh, what I don't get with the Grammys and the uh, and the Super Bowl thing is that just why is going further and further down the road of uh, overt sexuality everywhere always a good thing? I don't think it's working out for women that way. And I'm surprised there's not more of a pushback against the whole the the, the porn pornification of the world. But well, then, it's not working for men either, though. Well, right. Ultimately. It does uh, apparently short term, maybe. I don't know. But oh, um, very, very short. Yeah. But uh, on the dating thing, it, like Bill Maher said there, I've always felt like that, that it seems like it was designed by men. Like, this is perfect. This is be absolutely perfect for me. I can do this. And then uh, the rest of the women went along with it. Yeah, sure. That sounds great. I'll be judged, judged completely superficially and uh, just exactly what I was looking for. But even for men, it works in terms of instant or short-term gratification, but not in terms of long-term, like, life satisfaction, life happiness. Ultimately, it's it's a corrosive, uh, you know, chemical, I think. Right. I mean, there are some men who are not uh, designed to couple uh, for the long-term or for life. That's fine. I, I don't demand everybody to live their life like me, but... Um, you know, Bill Maher, I think he nailed it. That, that You know, you've got to learn to communicate with women. You've got to show a certain amount of, I'm willing to come up and talk to you. I'm confident. I think I can take on the world. I think I can be a successful man. And here's one sign of it. I am approaching you in a friendly way without fear. Uh, losing that? Great, Scott. 
Nobody, nobody's really talking about this either. I'm glad he is. I have one more clip if you want to hear okay. it. Yeah, why not? Ladies, you let the technology play you, and you got punked by your phone. Of course, Tinder is every guy's dream, a hookup Rolodex, but it's the opposite of what you want. Intimacy, emotional availability, and being seen as a full human being. I know we're all fluid and non-binary and totally free and super brave now, but here's the thing, we're not. <laughs> not mostly. <laughs> Women haven't changed that much. You know how I know this? Because The Bachelor is still on. <laughs> And so is The Bachelorette. There are a thousand shows where women still want the roses, the romance, and the commitment should tell you something. They don't want an eggplant emoji and a text at one in the morning, what's up? <laughs> they want you to compliment their hair, notice what they're wearing, and hear about their day. But it's still better than the incel life of having a fake girlfriend on OnlyFans and paying rent to your mom. <laughs> so let's build on this budding trend of doing it in person. Let's hearken back to that time when the mirror wasn't just for selfies, but to make sure you didn't look like when you left the house. <laughs> You know, I can't help but be reminded that he's a 70-year-old dude uh, commenting on the uh, current times. And uh, while I agree with him, he ain't going to win. He's a career single guy, too, right? Isn't he? Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah, interesting. Although, uh, again, you know, I don't worship everything he says. I think he makes some interesting points. But I'm reminded of our previous discussion about a nation of eel calves and helicopter parents and snowplow parents and ultra safe playgrounds, never letting your kid be free range. And the idea of confronting and overcoming risk again and again, sometimes successfully, sometimes unsuccessfully, but learning to take on risk, to appraise risk, figure out when it's worth it, when it's not, and to get braver about it. And it occurred to me, listening to that, I mean, how many conversations did everybody up until the always has a smartphone generation, talk to a lot of girls or a lot of guys and learned to take on those risks and overcome that hesitance, fears. You, you develop, all right, this this works for me. This doesn't work for me. Um, but you got to practice. The, the other thing with the online dating world, it would seem to me I've never done it and... Um I don't think I'm going to, but from from a, just from just common sense and stats that I've read, it's it's a completely different thing for the top, you know, whatever, twenty percent of good looking on both sides. It's just a yes. completely different thing because it's based almost entirely on that for mm-hmm. whether they go to that next level to click to even see what your interests are. So you got to be in that top quintile maybe even higher i don't know so it's a completely different world for that crowd than it is for everybody else yeah yeah indeed uh another way to uh to get somebody to pay attention to you is to be fabulously rich perhaps investing in gold (laughs) is the way to go jeez we got your free silver bar from our friends at lear capital we asked them to do something special for our listeners they came through with free silver bar we'll tell you how to get it in a moment or two but it's all about the upside friends 
Have you considered being fabulously rich? That would be a good way to attract people. Um, go ahead. A highly respected financial analyst predict gold prices could soar as high as four grand an ounce, four thousand dollars. That's the upside. Now, of course, there's no magic eight ball that guarantees gold hits four grand an ounce. But if you bought gold today at Lear Capital's favorable price, and the cost of gold jumps even close to predictions, your profit could be life changing. So, gold has outperformed the S and P 500 for the past 20 years. Gold is a brilliant strategy for protecting your savings and retirement. Yeah, so here's what you got to do. For the next 14 days, new Lear customers receive a free one-ounce silver bar. How cool does that sound? With every ounce of gold you purchase. Your free silver bar offer expires in 14 days, though, so hurry to LearArmstrong.com. That's LearArmstrong.com to get that free one-ounce silver bar. LearArmstrong.com. Excellent advice. So, I, I, would be, uh, I would be interested for if you've done the online dating thing, what, what, what do you think of my assumption that it's a completely different world for the top, you know, 15% of good-looking people? I've heard that repeatedly. Lord knows it's I have no be personal true, experience. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Text yeah. line 415-295-KFTC on this Valentine's Day. It's funny how this stuff always comes up on Valentine's Day, like if you're you know, alone on Valentine's Day. Today is the day you're going to uh, figure out a way to meet somebody. Eh, probably not. No, particularly inconvenient. And if you care about uh, being together with somebody, you were thinking about it two weeks ago, and you'll be thinking about it in two months. True. So this is probably just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> So much more good stuff. We really need to take a break. Why what we've been talking about is not just kids these days. They've been saying that for a thousand years. <laughs> Some a brilliant, brilliant scientist making the point that no, it's not the same argument. Mm, I want to hear that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy-breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy. With basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy-breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy-breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com today. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
couple of interesting texts about the whole um, modern world of dating and Valentine's Day and that sort of stuff. Maybe we'll get to those in hour four. We do four hours of this. If you ever miss an hour, you can grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. That's the way to do it. Yeah, wherever you like to get podcasts, we are there for you. I like that idea. Uh, so uh, Jonathan Haidt wrote uh, with Greg Lukianoff a groundbreaking essay uh, many years ago um, that got a tremendous amount of attention. Um, and uh, he and Greg have continued to work on youth mental health and education issues and that sort of thing. And they're a couple of my intellectual heroes. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, uh, Jonathan Haidt is working on a new book about um, the incredible degeneration of youth mental health these days. And, um, and, and in this uh, Substack article that I'm going to quote from, he approaches it interestingly in that he uh, starts with the case against him and goes quite thoroughly into the question of... Um, are kids today really messed up, or is this just the kids these days? They're spoiled. Right. Paul Ferry had kind of an interesting thread on Twitter recently that goes back. We actually read it, uh, part of it on the air from you know 1980 to 1925 to 700 BC, and and so on and so forth. <laughs> back back to Socrates, um, and and uh, Height says these critics make two valid points. First, you can find these criticisms in all recent generations, and some going back thousands of years. Second, the criticisms are often part of a larger moral panic that arises in response to any new consumer product and especially any new technology, etc., etc. And he says the critics also gain support from empirical studies by a couple of psychologists whose 2019 essay in science uh, was titled Kids These Days, Why the Youth of Today Seem Lacking. I found this interesting. They summarized their many studies showing that older people suffer from a variety of cognitive biases, such as that we have a biased and self-serving memory of what we were like at that age. And so we older people find current younger, younger people inferior and declining. They are. Uh, I was uh, I was rotten and uh, and completely out of control. So I do not suffer from those biases whatsoever. Um, but it's an interesting point, and he makes it on behalf of his critics. But then he says, "All right, here's why they're wrong about the current era." And he and colleagues go into a huge, thorough, exhaustive study and and meta study studies of studies about um well the title of his upcoming book is kids in space why teen mental health is collapsing and they go into incredibly thorough detail on increases in self-reported depression and anxiety suicidal thoughts feelings of uh isolation a uh, number of undergraduates diagnosed with a, with melt, mental illnesses, increases in self-harm and suicide. Teens admitted to hospitals for non-fatal self-harm. Uh, mm. On and on and on and on. And all of these trend lines are like, holy crap, since roughly 2010, more specifically 2012. What happened around then? Nothing I can think of. Nothing changed around then. Yeah, yeah. It's fake connectedness that feels like real connectedness. That's the way I, I would describe it. Getting back to the online dating thing. 
Yeah, it is candy instead of a balanced meal in terms of connecting with our fellow homo sapiens. And that is, you know, a study after study, speaking of many studies, have shown that uh, uh, being connected to people around you is what ensures a long and happy life, happy life, having a life of purpose and connections with other human beings. It's utterly undeniable. And we have taken that primal urge and perverted it with, you know, candy instead of a balanced diet, cocaine instead of food, you know, whatever. Um, I, I just think what to do about it is an incredibly complicated and difficult question. But I, I have very, very little doubt that Jonathan Haidt is right. No, I, I guarantee you he's right. I mean, I would, yeah, I would lay everything on the fact that he's right. Can it be corrected? Is a different question. Maybe we'll get into that some in hour four because we got some good texts about the whole online dating thing. If you missed an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an Easy Breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy. With basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An Easy Breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com today. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.